Glory to the name of the Lord. So this morning, what we want to deal with is, is, is still in the context of uh, taking authority. But we want to deal with exercising authority over our atmospheres. Over our atmospheres. Everybody say atmosphere. Atmosphere is everything. Years ago, um, Prophet Doreen would always say, atmosphere is everything. That's the only reason why I just said it, because it was always echoed and always mentioned. And um, uh, growing up, you just kind of serve and you do. And, and you, 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 you just don't understand why certain things are done the way they're done, why certain words are said or certain sounds or songs or certain postures are, are done. But when I was younger, I did young things, and, you know, I was a child. But when I became older, I put away childish things, and I started asking the Lord, God, why is it everything? And he just, you know, simply started showing me. And, and, and um, it truly is everything. Let's, let's just look at one, one scripture, and then we'll, we'll proceed. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. Let's look at that in the King James. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. Second Corinthians four and eighteen. See, nowadays, um, the the distractions for your attention are at an all time high. Like it actually, it literally is a problem in society where there's so many things like never before that are vying for your attention that are vying for an audience with you, that are wanting you to respond to it, wanting you to look at it, to turn your head, to, 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 to simply welcome it into your life. And if we don't recognize it, um, then we will be overtaken by it. We will be influenced by it, but God wants you to be on the offensive. See, that's what taking authority is all about. Being offensively minded. Uh, because um, 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 the word of God talks about casting thoughts down. That's an offensive mindset where you know the thoughts are coming. You know the messaging is there, but you offensively shot block that joker. You offensively knocking it down and, and, and saying, yes, I take this. No, I don't take that. Yes, I take this. No, I don't take that. That's what taking authority looks like as opposed to just standing and then just saying, you know, let it happen, God. Go ahead and do it. But God says, no, no, no. I've given you authority to do something with it. But yes, there is a problem because, um, 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 because they're all competing with God. Contrary to popular opinion, they're trying to compete with the attention that we should give God. They're trying to compete with the influence and the atmospheric um, um, uh, creative power of God in our lives. Because we have an adversary. And that adversary does not want you to want God, does not want God in any area of your life because he understands that he has lost. When you hook up with God, he says, man, I can't do nothing with that person. I can only do with what you give me to work with. But atmosphere is everything. Second Corinthians 4 and 18 says, while we look not at the things which are seen, 
but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The spiritual realm is more, more real than the natural realm. Because everything that you see came from the spirit. God is spirit. And whether you know it or recognize it or not, you're being influenced right now by the unseen. Literally, everybody, pretty much everybody in here has a cell phone or a smartphone. You know, that's 90s talk cell phone. Smartphone. And that smartphone has a Wi-Fi adapter. And that Wi-Fi adapter is sending messages right now, back and forth. And those messages are going through the walls. They're going through the floor. They're going through the ceiling. They're literally going through your body. It's affecting you whether you realize it or not, whether you recognize it or not. There are radio waves that are moving right now through the walls, through the ceiling, through the floor, through your body. And it's affecting you whether you know it or not. There are words that were even said in this room, maybe yesterday, last night, um, whatever, last week, because they, this, this room is rented out for weddings and all the kind of shindigs. There are words in the atmosphere that are causing an effect if we choose to allow it to. That's why we have to cast down vain imaginations and be prepared to fight the good fight of faith that says, that's not God. Let's get rid of it. And let's inject into the atmosphere what is God. So right now, what we are doing is we're actually doing like this to whatever's in the atmosphere. See, as we're worshiping God and speaking things that be not as though they are, we're just doing this. Because my Bible says good triumphs over evil every time. Because when you speak the things of God, you, you start cleaning house. You, you start resetting things. Now, what we don't see, we are influenced by what we don't see. Let's define atmosphere because we've heard it before. Um, atmosphere, atmosphere. But let's look at it real quick. We want to paint this picture so that you can understand it. Let's break it down, shall we? Atmosphere, and this will be the dictionary English definition of atmosphere. The air or climate in a particular place. Atmosphere is the air or the climate in a particular place. Atmosphere is the prevailing tone or mood of a thing. The prevailing tone or mood of a thing. Atmosphere. Atmosphere. God is saying, I want you to take authority over the atmospheres that you live in. That you live in. Not what somebody else lives in, because they, they are accountable to their own atmosphere. But take authority over the atmosphere that you live in. Now, here's my definition of atmosphere. You ready for this? Unseen influencers affecting your growth. This is a definition the Lord gave me. Atmosphere is unseen influences affecting your growth. Affecting your growth. Because God's purpose for atmosphere is to allow growth to take place. Is to allow life to flourish. Let me, let me break it down further. Earth, we live on earth, has an atmosphere. There are five 
levels of atmospheres. Now, going really deep into it is beyond the scope of this message, so I'm just giving you the names. You don't have to write them down, but I, I, I just thought I'd let you know. Troposphere, stratosphere, mesosphere, thermosphere, exosphere. This makes up Earth's atmosphere. Within the atmosphere, there are elements that make up the atmosphere. There are elements. Four main ones, nitrogen, oxygen, argon, carbon dioxide, and, and then a few minor ones after that. So the atmosphere is made up of something. Keep that in mind. Check this out. Earth is the only planet in the solar system with an atmosphere that can sustain life. I said the purpose for atmosphere is to cause something to grow. It's to cause birthing or life to take place. The purpose for atmosphere, I, because what we want to get into your spirit, is the criticality of atmosphere. To give a proof to why atmosphere is everything. The only planet in the solar system that enables life to grow. Or, 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 or uh, uh, that with an atmosphere that enables life to grow. Without atmosphere, there is no life. Without atmosphere, this is just a star. What we stand on is just a star. Without atmosphere, you have no, no activity, nothing happening, nothing, nothing taking place, nothing growing. Atmosphere is necessary. Now check this out. Climate is how the atmosphere behaves over relatively long periods of time. That's why the Bible says, hey, you know, capture thoughts. Because those thoughts, if they are sustained over time, will create a climate in your life that will give birth to good or evil. That will give birth to what God wants or what the enemy wants. Keep that in mind. This is why atmosphere is everything. Because it's not a situation where, hey, a thought comes and, and, and you know, um, 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 a visualization or something comes. It's what you do with it. Because what you meditate on and press upon your mind and your thinking, sustained atmosphere will create the climate that you live in. We had a declaration, um, I think, uh, some time ago. Like... Um, um, a, a, a body or church declaration that was um, along the lines of um, let the spiritual climate in my house be conducive for the spirit of the Lord to uh, do his work or something like that, that we had a confession. And that is so true because atmospheres sustained give you a climate. They give you a climate. So the climate of Antarctica is cold. Because the atmosphere is cold and it's sustained over time. So you call it a cold climate. See, where, where you have love and action sustained over time, you create a love climate. But where you have love and then I don't like you. Love and then bitterness. Love and then if she say one more word, I'm going to hit her. You are stunting your growth because you don't know what climate you're creating. So you're just in this holding pattern where there's nothing happening, no life, because you're contradicting yourself all the time. 
Jesus said, I want you to be hot or cold. So if, you, if you're going to be about the devil's agenda, then be about the devil's agenda. If you're going to be about God's agenda, then be about God's agenda. Because ultimately, God is looking for growth. So you have to grow over here or you grow over there. He said, I can't do nothing with you here. So that's for those of us who, who, who are, are tossed between two opinions. Like, like, God, should I go all in with you? Or, you know, what's going on? Or, or you're like, I, I, I don't know. It's about atmospheres. See, the enemy don't like the climate of God. The climate of God. See, why do we worship the way we worship? Because we're deliberately creating a climate. We're deliberately influencing the atmosphere for a sustained period of time to create a climate so that God can get his results. So that God can do his work. Because ultimately, it's not my work. That's why we make emphasis on the presence of God. Because what God does for you is a whole lot better than what I can do. What God does for your life, in your mind, in your heart, is so much more significant and supernatural that we want God's result. And the only way to get God's result is to do it God's way. And God put Adam in a climate of, 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 of God, basically. A heavenly climate. That's why Jesus said, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is an atmosphere that has been sustained and will be sustained through eternity, thereby having a climate where it's just all God. I mean, it's just all good all the time. That's why God says, I watch over my word to perform it because I need it to be sustained in your life so much so to create a climate where you don't even have to ask God anymore. You just say, God, yeah, you know, let's go. I like that one. God, you know what's in my heart. Let's go. Yes. Atmospheres are so important. They are so important. If you have allergies and somebody sneezes, like, why did you sneeze? Well, there was something in the atmosphere. Why'd you sneeze? There's something in the atmosphere. I didn't see it, but it affected you. I didn't see it, but it still affected you. What you don't see is affecting you right now. Even what somebody told you or said to you 12 years ago is affecting you right now. If you allow it to. Thank God for the blood of Jesus that breaks stuff like that off of your life so that you no longer have to be bound by things that don't mean you no good. For he is my stronghold. Let me be bound by him and him alone because he means for my good and not my evil. But this is the authority that you have. Let's come on up in your house right now. Let's come on up in your house right now. Don't get nervous. <laughs> Climate is how the atmosphere behaves over relatively long periods of time. The question is, because this is a charging kind of message. He's saying, hey, I'm charging you to take authority. What is the climate in your household? Because the climate is determined by the atmosphere. So he says, what's the atmosphere in your household? Because 
God will inspect the atmospheres because he'll, he'll see the client, climate, but he'll hold you accountable to the atmosphere because the climate is just a fruit of something else. What is it within your household? Uh, Joshua said, listen, you can go serve this God over here. You can go serve that God if you want to. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The question you want to ask is, God, what is what atmosphere do you want me to have in my household? Because there are influences to your atmosphere. There are influences to atmospheres. And those are the things we can take authority over because atmosphere gives birth to climate. Once you have a climate, it takes the power of God to change that. Once you have a climate, you cannot change it. Once you have a sustained climate over a period of time, it takes the power of God to, change, to, to break that stronghold, to break that cycle. Because it's been a climate in my family for years. It's been a climate in my house for years. It's been a climate in my thinking for years. Because the, the word of God is more than just text on a page. The Bible says he sends his word to heal. He sends his word to cause a change in our lives. Sends his word to cause transformation. To uproot some things and to plant some new things. Because when we start looking at his word, his presence, and who God is as the ultimate influencer of an atmosphere, we'll respond differently every time. We won't take ourselves lightly. We won't take ourselves lightly. Because one person can make the difference. A made-up mind can make the difference. Because right now, in the NBA, if one person who's a superstar gets drafted, who once was on a championship squad, even if they played a role on a championship squad, everybody in the league wants to get that player on their team because they say this person was in an atmosphere and exposed to something that we need and that we have not experienced. So let me get what you've experienced. Let me understand your thinking, what you have seen as a result of it. You are an influential somebody. Never think that you are insignificant. If one person can make the difference on a squad, on a team, then you can make a difference in your sphere of influence. You can make a difference in somebody else's life. But it starts with first you taking authority over your atmosphere. Excuse me. The atmosphere that you create around you. Then thereby you can influence others around you because good always triumphs over evil. So we want what kind of atmospheres? A good atmosphere. Heaven atmosphere. Hey, heaven on earth. Heaven in this place. What does a heavenly atmosphere look like? That's where the seat comes from. Well, you start getting into the word and say, God, what does that look like? See, when I was younger, my dad, would, um, my dad said that he always wanted a house of peace. He was simply taking authority over the atmosphere in his house by saying, God, I want my house to be a house of peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. So clearly God wants peace. Which means if you want peace, then you want him in your house. 
He said, I want this to be a house of peace. And it doesn't mean that there won't be disagreements or arguments. But it means that disagreements and arguments won't be sustained over time, thereby creating a climate of anger. And I don't like you. As a result, I can testify that, man, that house was a house of peace. But it started with the head, the authorities saying, this is what it's going to be. And it's going to take work. That we're going to have to learn how to forgive, learn how to make up, learn how to just um, uh, don't take score of your sins. Don't keep track of everything you did wrong so that now when we have a disagreement, I'm pulling it all up, back up. Because it happens. It happens. It happens. What are the elements of spiritual atmospheres? Let's, let, let, let's, let's look at Ephesians 6 and 12, shall we? Ephesians 6 and 12. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it in the Amplified. Because remember, that which is natural, you can touch it. You can, you know, feel it. You can see it. That which is natural. Keep that in mind. That which is natural... You can touch it, step on it, fill it with your natural senses. That which is spiritual, you cannot quantify. You can't, there's no, that's why God is eternal because uh, those things that are spiritual are eternal. See, love has no starting and end point. It's eternal. Love is spiritual. If you ask somebody where love is, can you give me the address where love is? Can you, like, show me how big is love, what the size? You can't because it's spiritual. Mercy is spiritual. Diligence is spiritual. Discipline is spiritual. Joy is spiritual. Temperance, self-control is spiritual. Like, well, I just can't control my appetites or whatever. That means you need to get over the spirit. Because you're trying to control something naturally that must be controlled by the spirit. That's a different teaching altogether. But that which is spiritual cannot be quantified. And we read in Corinthians that which is unseen will be there forever. That's why God is very mindful of what comes out of his mouth. Because he can't take it back. It stays there. And it's not going anywhere. That's why I thank God that you are good. (laughs) Because what's good is still circling over my head from the foundations of the world. And I can choose to believe it if I want to, put it in my pocket, wear the shirt, get the hat, and rock out. Because God said it, and and it's eternal. Ephesians 6 and 12 simply says, For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the depth despotisms against the powers against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere apostle has always said you got to have help to do wrong and you got to have help to do right in other words there are influencers unseen that is a force for good or a force for evil Remember that. Always remember that. There are unseen forces, spiritually, 
that want uh, 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 to, to, from the evil side, kill, steal, and destroy your life. But from God's angle, to, to allow you to flourish, to be amply supplied, to be full of love, joy, peace, goodness, meekness. And I just said and identified forces of good. Forces of good are love, faith, mercy, forgiveness, compassion, life, truth. These are forces for good. But forces for evil, unforgiveness, death, bitterness, envy, malice, strife, hypocrisy, fear, rejection, shame, and lies. These are forces for evil. That God says, listen, this is what I don't want to be in your climates. He says, I want my spiritual forces for good. Because what God does, um, 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 it's a force that has no equal. See, that's why love opens doors and breaks down walls that no um, big old ball hammer can do. That, that, that no dynamite can do. That's why it's a force. Kingdom of heaven suffer violence, but the violent take it by force. Spiritual forces are forces where without Christ, I can not want evil all day long and then don't want Christ. And I lost every time because it's a force that pulls you away from God. It's a force that, that pulls you and 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 pulls you. What happens when you are pulled from the light? It gets dark. The enemy wants your atmospheres to pull you away from the light, thereby creating a climate of darkness where you can't find a way out. And the only way out is the light that shines the brightest. Look to the hills and what's come with your help. Because your help comes from him. It always does. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said earlier that there are influences of atmospheres, of spiritual atmospheres. Because atmosphere is spiritual because you can't see it. But there are influences that you and I must recognize and make sure that we harness these properly. Okay? Spiritual influences. Three categories. The first one is our thoughts. What's influencing the atmosphere that I live in? Because I, I want you to maintain the, the context of the atmosphere that I live in. Because you do live in an atmosphere, and let's call it a climate, because atmosphere is sustained, are climates. What's the climate that you live in? The climate you live in today is because of a decision that you made, whether knowingly or unknowingly, to agree with a certain kind of atmosphere. As a result, you are living in that climate today. Not, well, so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that, but we all have a choice. We all have a choice. Not that we're belittling things that happened to you that you had nothing to do with, but thank God for Jesus that, that can restore us Back to a place in God where we're making a sound decision. We're making a decision from a sound mind. 
Like I'm not forced to kind of go um, down a bad road. But God says, hey, I, I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing. He said, just choose life. Choose life. That's, that's the restorative power of Christ, where it brings you back to a sound choice. Spiritual influences of atmospheres, thoughts. So thoughts come from meditations. What you think about? What you are thinking about is influencing your atmosphere. Jesus said, listen. Yeah, you may not be sleeping with so-and-so, but the very thought that you want to sleep with so-and-so. He said, I'm looking at that, and that will influence your atmosphere, thereby creating a climate of lust that you live in. He said, don't do that. He said, be, he said, be mindful of even your very thoughts because they are influencing the atmosphere and creating a climate. The meditations, what you're thinking about, what you're chewing on. That's why the word of God says, listen, meditate day and night and observe to do. Meditate day and night. Oh, my word. Why? Because God understands that there are atmospheric influences that are vying for your attention, wanting you to meditate on its word for the benefit of itself and not the benefit of God. And any result that's not God's result is a dead result. It leads to nowhere. There is no hope for that. You must understand that. God, I want your result. Come on, say that right, right now. Pray that out. God, I want your result in my marriage. Your result, God, in my work life. Your result, Father. Your result. Your result. Because man's results will lead nowhere. Because man can promise you all day long. Because insurance does run out. There is a cap. Nobody has unlimited insurance. There is a cap. Like, oh, that's pretty big. I don't know if we can insure that. Uh, yeah, trust and believe. If the bill racks up long enough, you can no longer trust in your insurance carrier. Uh-huh. Yeah. There is not unlimited money. <laughs> money. Somebody going to say, hold on. <laughs> okay. There, there's a limit. But there is no limit to God's grace. There is no limit. That's why you say, God, I want your result of protection. Because when money can't give me what, when the money runs out, God. When the technology to protect my family is not there. Because now, the enemy don't care. Broad daylight, kids, elderly, it doesn't matter. Well, you say, God, you are my protection. I will uh, speak into the atmosphere words of life that welcome God into the environment where man's weapons will not be able to protect me. Where God is my shield. God is my buckler. See, the psalmist understood something because brother was bad, knew how to whip weapons and everything. But he said, you know what? Even with my mighty men and everything, that runs out. Strength fades. But Lord, you are my protection. And when you want God, you get God every time. Woo! He said, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. He said, draw nigh and I'll draw nigh back. Hallelujah. Because that's what Elder K. Field did. She had a revelation. Because she talked about this on Wednesday. Check out the message. She had a revelation 
of the healing power of God and the sustainability of God that said, when doctors can't help me right now, God, I'm going to draw nigh to you in pain and everything. And as a result, God showed himself faithful. But I guarantee you, the climate that she lives in right now, she chooses not to go the other way because she is way too convinced that God is a healer. She said, I will maintain a climate of healing because God is my healer. I will speak words of life and sustainability because this is what God does. Ask me how I know. That's what she would say. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thoughts. Sight and sound influence thoughts. Sight and sound influence thoughts. The atmosphere in your house. Thoughts. Visually, what you're looking at. Audibly, what you're hearing. Because they influence the atmospheres. Because the, the purpose for the visual is to get a thought in your head. The purpose for the thought in the head is to influence an atmosphere. And the purpose of the atmosphere is to create a climate. So I got to go all the way back and address what I'm putting before my eyes, what I'm putting before my ears for a sustained period of time because it will create a climate that only the power of God can break. That's why we minister the word of God because we don't know what you're dealing with, but God does. He knows, he, he knows everything. He knows what you're dealing with and what kind of force you need to now start walking a different way. And we come to simply remind you what's available. It's available at the table. Come on and eat. If you're hungry, come eat. Hallelujah. The second influencer category of atmosphere is words. Words. Prophet Dewey said years ago, the way you change an atmosphere is you use your words. It is, it is one of the major influences of atmosphere is words. It's words. Your words influences your atmosphere. More greatly than the words of someone else, but it's the words that you choose to believe. Influences the atmosphere that you create, thereby influencing the climate that you live in. Words. What do we mean words? Your conversations. Your conversations. Your conversations. See, see the word calls it the wrong, the wrong conversations. The word calls it idle conversations. They're, they're not leading to what God intends. Your very conversations right now that you have with friends, best friends, girlfriends, um, uh, 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 siblings, uh, cousins, co-workers, children, they are creating and influencing an atmosphere around you, thereby creating a climate that you live in. Your very words. That's why Psalms talks about, um, uh, uh, Lord, set a guard over my mouth because I understand the power of my words. And I will literally live in what I say. I will literally be influenced by what comes out of my mouth. 
Like I said it, I didn't mean it. Because the word talks about that. Coarse jesting. Un, un, unclean joking. They are influencing the atmospheres. Because what happens is, a negative influence will draw you further and further away. That's why we don't want to entertain it. Because it will draw you further and further away from the light. Not that God is pushing you away. Because No, 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 no. He's, he, wants, he wants you to be hooked up rocking with him. But what we can do is we just step back, we fall back, we turn and go a different way. And what, what happens when you turn and go a different way? And the, and the light is shining right here, right on my head. If I step to the right, light is over here. No, but God's shining over here. No, 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 no. He said, there's my way and every other else way. Because we want to go over here and say, God, shine your light. God says, no, 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 no. Come here and you will discover my light. That's why it says, seek and you will find. You, you will discover light. Light is to be discovered. That which is valuable is worth being sought after, sought for. That's why the Bible says he reveals his secrets to his prophets. Because a prophet is seeking for the voice of God. Each and every one of you are prophets. You may not be in office, but you can speak the oracles of God in a mystery right now. And affect your atmosphere. Come on with it. The songs we sing. Words? You mean words are in the songs we sing? Well, yeah. And those words influence my atmosphere? See, it, see if you understand that, you won't just put on a song because you like the beat. I hear it all the time. I like the boom bep just as much as the other person. Come on now. My threshold for loudness is higher than most normal people. Because I turn it up and be like, hey, let's go with it. And start responding. You put music on for a child and what they start doing? They start responding. <laughs> Woo, yeah. For a child. Music is an influencer of an atmosphere. But the songs we sing. God is saying, hey. I, I want you to come back to an awareness of taking authority over the songs you are allowing yourself to sing. You may be allowing your children to sing. He's saying, listen, because the words are powerful, they're creating an atmosphere, thereby establishing a climate that they will live in and be affected by. And you're wondering why they're acting the way they're acting. Could it be because of the sounds they're receiving from some songs and Musical selections that are just so popular and I love the beat. Because God wants us to not do anything with just, you know, um, um, without thinking. That's what a sound mind is. He's given me a sound mind. Not a, well, you know, that's just what it is. There's purpose to every single thing. It, it gives birth to a good fruit or gives birth to a bad fruit. Best believe. Because if you have a song, and I, I'm not talking about walking into Walmart and you hear songs playing and all of that. You know, what I'm saying is you taking a song, playing it, choosing to put it on, and you're meditating it, getting it in your spirit over and over and over again. It will create a climate in your world that if it doesn't agree with the things of God, you will find yourself thinking the thoughts that come from a particular source that, that didn't align with the word of God. That's how it works. 
We're not saying legalistic. I want the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. To, 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 to give you checks when you hear a certain song. To say, ah, that's not good. Or when you see a certain thing on TV or on YouTube. To give you a check. Because, it, because if I lay a bunch of artists out in a bunch of songs, that's going to be your law. And then there's going to be another song that's going to be, um, um, Pastor Gabe, is this all right? No, 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 no. I'm not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you got God. <laughs> you got God. <laughs> I'm serious. But you bring it all the way back to the words. Bring it all the way back to the words. See, R&B music talks about the problem. But give me the answer. You are mellowing in the problem. Can you give me the answer? Because if you give me the answer after the bridge, it's going to create a sustained thought that's going to be a positive thought that you broke my heart, but God restored me. <laughs> you understand? I mean, that's how I interpret it, you know. <laughs> but, you, but you take, because music is a sustained thought. Ooh, you may want to write that down. It's a sustained thought. It's a sustained thought. Because there's a popular song entitled Anaconda. Right, exactly. The very words of the song sustains a particular thought in a young girl's mind that will create and influence an atmosphere and then create a climate that she lives in. It's not about, oh, not this, oh, it's not that. No, 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 no. What are the words that's being released here? Let's break it down. Let's have a sound mind intelligent conversation about this. Don't give me just the beat. Come on, we are smart. We are strong in the Lord. Let's have a discourse here and determine whether there's light or, or, or darkness in here. Come on, Holy Spirit, teach me because if I'm blinded, help me out here. Because it's a, it is an influencer of the atmospheres that I live in. I'm not trying to be OCD, as they say. I'm just recognizing and taking authority over the atmospheres that I'm creating because I'm influenced by them whether I recognize it or not. Because there's words in there. Another category, it's probably a subcategory, well, not, not even, is sound. It can be its own category. Here's why. Because you can have music or sounds that have no words, but they still affect the atmosphere. So if you hit a particular chord, a certain kind of way, you're going to feel something like, because I remember we had a keyboard in the house and I was like tapping on stuff and I, you know, because you know how people would, you know, uh, uh, like to play on the keyboards. And, and when you do something that sound like it's doing something that sound pretty good, you just keep doing it. And I was doing it and doing it for like, I don't know, five minutes or whatever. And I hear my mom say, stop that. <laughs> she didn't say stop that because I was making noise. She said, stop playing that because that's creating an atmosphere in my house. That's not checking real well with my spirit right now. But I knew where she was coming from when she said it. And I said, oh, yeah, that, that don't sound too good. It was creating an atmosphere. That's why Minister Marcy can hit keys and you start to get excited. Or you start to think about something. 
Or you start to feel a certain kind of way. This is why musicians are so key to every public event. There's always music. Football games got the band. Before the football game telecast, you hear the music. Somebody played the music. There's always music. Before everything, you come to a party and they just got food and we're gonna read books. Where the music at? It's supposed to be a party. Because the enemy knows the influence of the atmosphere that that creates, but God knows it as well. God knows it as well. And God is saying, hey, hey, come back to the basics here. Evaluate your very activities of what's going into your eyes and your ears. Evaluate it. It's time to do some sifting. That's all. Do some sifting. Not because God is cracking the whip, but because they are creating and influencing an atmosphere that if you sustain it long enough, you will find yourself acting out. Don't underestimate the authority you have. Never underestimate it. Words. Prayer. Prayer is so powerful because it, it influences the atmosphere. We're teaching the, uh, the praise and worship squad, and I mentioned to them, because I did it, and it, like, it just makes a difference. Uh, the, the psalms are limitations of the heart. They're, they're prayers. They're, they're praise, they're worship, they're, you know, a lot of uh, um, um, very necessary things. And I said, hey, start reading them out loud. And watch what happens. Because they are prayers. Some prayers to songs. Some prayers to, to, to like, almost poetic Say, start, start reading them out loud. Because anytime I'm not really feeling it, like God, you know, I just read the Psalms out loud. And that really changes the atmosphere. And then it changes what I start to hear. It changes my awareness of him. him. I'm like, God, you've been here all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, you just needed to put some different words in the atmosphere. Like, you, you just needed to change what, 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 whatever was going on in the atmosphere at the time. Because sometimes... You may be feeling a certain kind of way, not because you're so bad or that you done backslidden. There may be something in the atmosphere that you just need to clean that up a little bit, okay? Seriously. Where, like, the mood that you have right now, uh, because, we because, because we talked about it, atmosphere is the tone or the mood. Where, all right, we just need a different sound here, you know? It, it's all good. Ain't nobody going to hell. We just need a different sound here because we need to wake you, wake you up a little bit. We need you to be alive unto God because right now the atmosphere is influencing your decisions right now. So we want God's atmospheric response. Then that fourth category of an atmospheric influencer is our actions. Is our actions. Is our actions. Historically, I'm just telling on myself, I like to have like a, like a junk drawer or like a junk closet or like a junk section where I don't want to call it junk. I just call it stuff that goes somewhere else where everybody else can't see it. <laughs> so <clears throat> recently, 
we cleaned, or I cleaned rather, my garage. Because the reason why I bought the house with a garage, I said I want a garage or a basement. The reason why I got it was not to put a car in the garage so that I could put stuff in there. That's just me. But it, 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 it got a little out of hand. <laughs> it got a little out of hand. Well, a lot of out of hand, actually. And, and, and my, my wife probably say the same thing. She, she probably ain't like going in there. Because I ain't like going in there either. Because when I went in there, let's keep the lights off. Let's not turn them on. Because light exposes. You understand? <laughs> um, let me just, you know, go and put my stuff in the trash. And then it's, it's come on back out. But when I would go in, I would, you know, think, what does that do to the atmosphere? What kind of atmosphere actually exists within that garage? Because things are kind of in order, but not in order. If we were to mess this room up right now, and we stand back and we look at it, how would you start to feel? Like some, some folk are just so orderly, they, they blood pressure would go up. Like, like, oh my goodness. Like somebody clean this mess up right now. <laughs> and then others would be like, because it speaks to something. Disorder. Is somebody mad? Stress? Like, like what's going on? Nobody said anything. But you're seeing the actions all laid out. And it's speaking from the earth. I don't have to say nothing to you. But I just kind of nudge you or you know, like I walk by you and, just, and you feel some, kind, some type of way. And then I turn around and play face, say, hey, how you doing? But, I, but you know that I walked by and gave you one of these jokers. And what I said, hey, how you doing? That just went past my thinking. And I felt what you did. And that's speaking. As a result, that created an atmosphere that I can either respond out of or I can cast it down and say, you know what? I ain't even going to get into that. God, check my heart because whatever they got on me, that's, that's on them. But that's not going to change my love for them. Because a person's very actions to you. If you sustain the remembrance of that action long enough, you start to develop bitterness in your heart. It'll affect your heart. And it hurts you so. It hurts you so. And you keep dwelling on it, dwelling on it, dwelling on it, dwelling on it. You're creating a climate that when you come to and go to work, you have that climate with you. You go to church, you have that climate with you. Because atmospheres aren't just in terms of us, because we are made in his image and likeness. We carry an atmosphere with us. Because it's been said, hurt people hurt people. Why? Because that individual that's hurt, they have not been healed yet. And they're hurting other people unawares. Because they're, they're making moves out of that atmosphere, out of that climate. Because that's what forgiveness does. Forgiveness breaks the assignment of a diabolical climate and puts you on a different path. Now you're influencing the atmosphere for his purposes. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father, for your love. 
Thank you, Father, for your mercy. You are a good God. You are a good God. God wants you to know right now that he loves you. He wants nothing but the best. His thoughts for you are so high. They are so plentiful. They are so beautiful. God wants you to know that right now. He says, don't beat yourself up. Even decisions you may have made, says he, he said, don't beat yourself up. He said, lift up your head. He said, I, I have a better way. And what's before you is so much greater than what's behind you. He said, come into me all that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. I will give you a climate that you can receive from, that you can live out of. If you're here this morning and you just want to, you know, um, um, want to really take authority over your life, because we've been teaching about healing, teaching about authority to live, authority over oneself, authority in prayer. If you're here this morning and you say, God, I really, God, I really want to put some action to this thing God I really want your result here you can just stand and just simply receive from him and simply receive from him because right now he's touching hearts he's speaking to minds don't need for you to come to the front because there is a remnant contrary to popular belief there is a standard of righteousness and God is calling his sons and daughters to not forget the standard that has been set before the foundations of the world. There is a path that leads to life and godliness. And there is a path that leads to destruction. God says, choose ye whom you will serve. He said, because I'm faithful to my word. He says, the enemy is a liar. He said, but I tell the truth. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, somebody influence the atmosphere right now by worshiping the Lord. By worshiping the Lord. Because the Bible says he seeks those that would worship him. He seeks those that would worship him. He seeks those that would worship him. God, I don't know it all. But this I do know, God. out of our mouth right now and I got this illustration you know it's a, funny but it's true uh, when you think about peanuts there was this one character named Pigpen and he walked in the atmosphere everywhere he went but then it's just bring to remembrance it's like no we carry an atmosphere and we've been given sound wisdom thank you Pastor Gabe for the word and so what we just want to do right now you can just repeat after me say father in the name of Jesus I release heaven's atmosphere of love, 
faith, hope, unity, joy, and peace over my mind, over my body, over my spirit. I walk in heaven's light. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, hallelujah. Come on. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and then even take that over homes right now. So let's just declare that over our homes. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'll release heaven's atmosphere in my home, over my home, even the grounds that my home is on. I release peace, joy, faith, hope, love, light, life in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Come on.